This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey, It's hey. the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey, Check hey, us out. Hey. It's the All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. podcast uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey. Welcome. To the All Love No Fear podcast with your host, Miss KB. Hey, I'm here. And your co host, myself, Mr. Mark Metapoetic Bennett. And it's episode five. It's episode five. It's episode five. It's episode five. Break it down. Five. Five. So just in case you didn't know, it's episode five. Um Yes, it is uh amazing uh that we are at episode five. Um and before we get into our topics and whatnot for today, I wanted to kind of give a quick little explanation about why the podcast is called what it's called. Um, so the reason the name is All Love No Fear is because um, doing this podcast is uh, an expression of that concept. Um, I've wanted to do something like this for a very long time. And Mark has been telling me, hey, girl, you should do it. You should totally do it. And like, go. right. And I think what maybe like three years I've been like hemming and hawing about doing something like this and finally I just was like all right let me just let me just give it a try like what's the worst that can happen um several things but whatever um (laughs) (laughs) and you know um when we got married um there's a bible verse inscribed on the inside of our rings and uh it's one john four excuse me verse 18 it basically talks about there is no fear in perfect love and um Taking the leap of faith to do this uh, to me is about embracing love at all times, not letting fear hold me back from um, doing something that I really feel passionate about doing and excited about doing. And uh, so that's why that's the name of the podcast. It's literally a demonstration of me not being a scaredy cat because all my Aquarius people out there know that we can talk ourselves out of anything. We can we can reason ourselves out of anything. It's a gift and curse of being the smartest of the humans. That's right. But you know, it's whatever. Heavy cross to bear, we'll bear it. That's right. Um, and you know, being West Indian, also understanding that uh, things like this can be like it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. I can do this and still like be the greed up, professional up me um, was something I had to sort of unpack. Uh, in order to do this. And so uh, I just wanted to share that because uh, I want to encourage somebody, you know, if you're thinking about doing something like this, like just do it. It doesn't have to be a podcast. If you want to bake, bake, just do it. Um, Cause life is short. There's no room to be afraid all the time. Like you just have to, you know, embrace the feelings of love and, and go forward knowing that that will carry you um, throughout whatever it is you want to do. So yeah, yeah, that's why I wanted to say that. So 
I just want to give a round of applause. The reason I want to give a round of applause, I'm, I'm proud of Kristen for going forth with this. <laughs> I'm proud of her for doing this. Thank you. Um, and also we're episode five. Who knew we can get here? I'm happy we can get here. Facts. I am happy. Factory. So let's um let's move forward in the first part we got. Our infamous love it or lose it. Um, love it or lose it. Mark, do you want to tell the people what love it or lose it is? Yes. Love it or lose it is basically we want to take, we're going to have four choices we can choose from. And we choose something that we will love, that we'll hold there, that we want to hold on to and never lose. And then lose it means something you can throw away with everything with it. And out of the four choices, which one would we throw away? Could we could we throw away out of those four choices? Which one could we love mm-hmm. and hold on to and never want it to go? Okay. So, <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry. So, um, you know, in doing these, I've come up with a lot of topics. And so um, every week, like, neither one of us know what the topic is going to be until, like, I present it or the other person presents it. So we don't have time to think about this. So the opinions you're hearing are thoroughly unresearched. Um, and this just it's just straight feelings. So yeah. and also um, we're going to start um, trying to have a poll mm-hmm. to get um, your thoughts to your thoughts on our Facebook page. All love, no fear. Find us on Facebook and please insert your thoughts on what the um, on our choices and what is your choice? What would you love? What would you lose? And let us know. Word. So today's uh, love it or lose it uh, is social media related. Okay. So social media platforms. So the four choices are YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Of those four, which one would you absolutely love, keep, hold on to with all of its idiosyncrasies and whatnot? And which one would you, if it went away, you'd be like, well, okay. Or that you would willfully, if you had to not have one, which one would you like lose? Okay. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube. Okay, I'm glad you didn't say Snapchat because I would have put that lose immediately. I don't know I, how to use Snapchat. I don't first use of it. all, I don't, I don't. I never use it. I downloaded ever. it. I had it on my phone, and I was just like, I don't get it. I don't understand <laughs> what's supposed to be happening. So I eventually deleted it because I didn't have time to waste um, <laughs> space on my phone for something I definitely didn't understand, <laughs> and I still don't understand it to we, this day. We we might sound old, but uh, <laughs> that's fine. Like everything ain't for everybody, and Snapchat's not for me. I yeah, don't get it. I don't. I don't use it. So out of those four, I guess the one I use the least is mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Out of those four, mm-hmm. um, well, yeah, I think I use Twitter the least. Um, and I think Twitter has like so I'll, I'll lose Twitter only because I think more people say out of order things on Twitter than any other platform. Mm-hmm. That's what I've seen. Mm-hmm. People just be saying what they want, like, ah, great stuff, racism, sexism, <laughs> all that stuff be on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then later on, like, maybe I didn't say that. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Let me get that. So just to eliminate the nonsense that people just be saying mm-hmm. in the middle of the night that don't that they realize later on, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe Twitter can get out of here. Okay. That's valid. Um. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter. Because, like, the other ones I use, um, yeah. And I think the other ones are bigger on terms of pictures. Mm-hmm. And as, like, a marketing person, I always think that pictures and video are a big thing. Okay. Um, I think Twitter is more text. I, I think it's effective. I'm not saying it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's just out of those four, I think I would lose Twitter. Yeah. Um, It's a hard one for me. I think, though, 
if I had to make a choice out of the four of these, um, I'm leaning towards Facebook, man. Okay. Tell me more. Um, I lean towards Facebook because I feel like the same content that Facebook has, I can also get on Instagram. And I guess Facebook owns Instagram, so the similarity shouldn't be shocking. But, like, I feel in terms of, like, seeing pictures and stuff like that. Like, I can do that on Instagram. People going live and watching video, I can do that on Instagram. Um, People being able to comment on people's posts and stuff like that, I can do that on Instagram. Um, I guess... And I I feel like Instagram is more... It's more, it's more, It for me, it's easier to, like, navigate Instagram from my phone. Like, I feel like Facebook on my phone is real, I don't enjoy it as much using it on my phone as I do, like, Instagram necessarily. And because I, I feel like I do most of my social media-ing on the phone, um, yeah. So I, I think I'm definitely biased with Facebook. I'll tell you that much. Mm. I'm biased with Facebook because I was on Facebook since the Facebook. No, me <laughs> too. Me too. And when like, and I remember like when our college, because mm-hmm. it, was, it was only for colleges. Yeah, I remember. And I remember yeah. when um our college got it and everybody was excited mm-hmm. and everybody just, like Facebook used to be just be only for colleges and you would have your dorm place and room on there mm-hmm. and people knew where you were. Mm-hmm. The events actually made sense. People actually followed the events. Yeah. <laughs> when you posted the event, people were like, hey, I'm actually coming, and that would actually be a thing. Right. Like, you could actually <laughs> use your, like, Facebook event, like, RSVPs yeah. to, like, determine and how much room act- you needed or food actually, or whatever. Uh, yeah. People will actually use it. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm just more nostalgic about Ace Facebook right. and everything. Um, it took me a long time to get on Instagram mm-hmm. and everything, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't lose Facebook <laughs> cause, mm. cause, because of the nostalgic mm-hmm. of it, but also, like, I feel like people our age mm-hmm. are more inclined to use Facebook. I think people younger than us are more in, with the, the Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. But people our age and a little older are more inclined to use Facebook. That's true. So that's, I think that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah. I mean, this is all totally hypothetical. Like, ideally, I like all four of these, but, yeah, you yeah. know, if I had to say... One can go, <coughs> excuse me, Facebook would be the one out of those four. Because YouTube is my fave. Um, I actually gave up YouTube for Lent um, this year. And it was kind of challenging, but also it was revealing in terms of how much time I actually spend on YouTube. Because, like, I watch a lot of, like, reality shows and, like, just, you know, random shows in general. And um, there's a lot of people on YouTube who review those shows. So I can spend a whole day watching the different people that I follow review Real Housewives of Potomac or, you know, games people play or Empire when I used to watch Empire or Star or one of those things. Because I just like to hear other people's perspectives on the show and whatnot. So um, I like stuff. I like, you know, I think YouTube is like very useful for like anything. Like if you want to learn how to sew a weave, you want to learn how to do makeup, you want to learn how to make some food. You want to learn anything. YouTube is like a legitimate starting point for that. So I see it as a very useful like learning opportunity in addition to being an opportunity for like fun stuff too. So your love it is YouTube. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's good. The funny thing is, I think my love it is Instagram. Okay. Um, even though I made that statement, I think tell it's me it. more because you don't hardly <laughs> be on the IGs. So. I know, but in terms of marketing and in terms of a social media platform, mm-hmm. I believe it is quite effective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it quite effective? Um, even it's, though it's I've qu- heard, oh sorry, even though I've heard that um, the the way they work the algorithms, like not as many people see your stuff as you think like i heard something recently with where they were talking about that where they keep fooling with the algorithms and so with instagram yeah and so the your reach isn't as is as lengthy as you think it is i guess so if you're someone with like a million followers and you think you're reaching all a million of those you might only be maybe me maybe reaching like seven hundred thousand. yeah as opposed to the full million that are following you I, and I, I think that, they, I think that yeah. plays into like how often you post, mm-hmm. um, how often does the people look at yours or visit your page? I think those, I think that's kind of plays into the algorithm also. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think Instagram as like a platform is great if you're trying to market because like it forces you to use pictures, and pictures are the most effective way I think of marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number one, um, different ways you can. Um, do your stories and the different tools that they have available for you. Mm-hmm. I think it's great in terms of that. Um, the only issue I have with YouTube is how they pay people. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Because before, like before, it was cool. Mm-hmm. Because like back then, like not, not like when YouTube first started getting real popular and people have the YouTube shows, mm-hmm. people were getting a lot of money from that mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Now you know, people are not getting much, that a lot of money from YouTube as much as they used to. People Why is get, that? Um, because they load how much you get. <laughs> like, who, like I guess Google. Yeah, because they're they, the ones who they load how YouTube. much you get, and everything. And um, I think it's still effective because people like visuals, mm-hmm. and people like I think it's more used than other ones, right? And everything. But I, I guess um, in terms of um, how they pay, like to YouTube music and stuff like that, they don't pay people as much. I think that's my only issue with YouTube mm-hmm. is how that much they pay the people who create content. Okay. It's good for exposure. Gotcha. I don't know how much money you're making mm-hmm. unless you have, and, and, and that's the reason why people were like at one point doing so much to get viral mm-hmm. because they were like trying to get those, the certain amount of hits on their, um, or in their video just to make a certain amount of money. Right. But, like, all those hits were, like, but people were doing some crazy stuff just to get those hits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, like, so, like, I think that's, that, is, that is, I guess, the concern I had when it comes to YouTube. Gotcha. Um, that's, that's the only reason why Instagram is above YouTube for me. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, sorry about that. That was my computer. Um, that was, uh, that's, I think that's valid. Um. I do also think that um I think there's room for there's room for for people to do both um cuz I think I think YouTube to me is requiring more of a of a of a commitment in terms of like post length and quality and stuff like that. Like Instagram you can make like a quick little like 30 second video and like yeah. that take you somewhere. Th- on YouTube that's not even worth putting up like if you're looking to monetize the video so you know um and 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 then um i 
Instagram um, released IGTV. Mm-hmm. So now you can have longer videos, the Longer too. videos if you want. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with YouTube, too, it's just like... It, it's... It gets... Like, based on the people I follow, I see how YouTube can become... If you're using YouTube to make your full-time or almost full-time income, like, the amount of videos you have to churn out to, like, get to that is is hard. Because yeah. some of the YouTubers I watch put out, like, legitimately, like, six videos a week. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how do you even have time to, like, watch the shows that you're reviewing review the show, mm-hmm. record the, the the stuff, edit it, put it up, then turn around and do And like some of these people that I watch on YouTube have nine to five jobs. So I'm just like, I don't even know. YouTube to me, like in terms of content, is for the dedicated um, and for the people who who have that kind of an audience. Like, And it might be and our I- age of people that is that audience because I don't know if like, Young, the the generation under us is really about to sit up somewhere and watch a 30 minute 40 minute youtube video i don't i don't i, I don't know i, I, gotta, do I gotta look that up yeah <clears throat> but yeah um yeah okay yeah that was my thought um i um twitter um i'm not on it as much but i do get some good key keys out of twitter when um people get dragged on there um (laughs) like i saw something earlier this week um so this woman natasha tynes i think her name was she's a writer of some sort and she's in the dc maryland virginia area and she was riding the the metro over there and um there was an employee of the dc um metro area like railroad train system i don't know what it's called it might be called the metro whatever anyway this natasha tines woman got on the train or the bus or whatever it was and there was an employee eating on eating what looked like breakfast on the train and she took a picture of the woman which some of y'all need to stop playing and taking pictures of people and posting on social media but anyway she took a picture of the woman because i guess she walked up to the woman and said you're not supposed to be eating on here that's illegal and the woman who is black told her mind your business sis let me do me, you do you. What I'm doing ain't bothering you. So she posted this picture and tagged like the 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 Twitter handle for the DC Metro, whoever, basically saying, you know, this is how your employees are out here acting on the job. She needs to be fired, blah, 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 blah. Black Twitter got together and roasted her for her life. They were like, How dare you? Why are you bothering this woman? Why you like to claim, oh, you're being you're a marginalized writer of color, but you gonna do this to a black woman, da 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 da. So when all was said and done, as a result of Black Twitter's vigilance and commitment to dragging the people who deserve to be dragged, um, the ladies, um, the woman's, uh, the author's publisher came back on there and was like, Mm-mm, "Sis, we not fooling with her no more because these antics and activities are not in alignment with our company's vision, and we urge and other people who may be distributing her books to consider doing the same." So it was like a full circle Twitter drag, which I was able to follow in a couple of tweets. It was lovely. I got my life. Um, <laughs> what I, what I will say about Twitter, live. I appreciate the Black Twitter situation mm-hmm. and like how that was formed because it's. Because it's not like a separate app. It's just people who have similar thoughts posting things and people appreciating those thoughts mm-hmm. and just talk and communicating mm-hmm. about it and not caring how anybody else feels about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the people who are communicating, they're communicating too. Right. That's why I appreciate about it. <laughs> it's like, a beautiful thing. 
like it's 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 a it's a very interesting <laughs> thing because like like when cer- certain topics um are brought up like certain people that certain topics that black people are like they're commenting on and they all have the, a lot of people have similar thoughts of course they're not everybody that's the same thoughts <laughs> not all black people have the same thoughts of mm-hmm. course not but it's it's interesting when you have so many people who grew up from different background backgrounds <coughs> grew up in different states even if you grew up in different countries all like think the same with certain things and mm-hmm. you can see that it's always interesting to look at oh yeah Oh, yeah. So as much as I might not actually post anything on the Twitters, I do like to get on there from time to time and see what's happening. Because high-key Twitter is like breaking news. Because they will be out here breaking... Like, you'll be just scrolling through the timeline and be like, oh, what all had happened? You you get a good a good dose of like real-time information about things on Twitter before like TMZ can even cobble together a report. So, you know, shouts out to Twitter. Um, but yeah, that was our Love It or List It for... Love it or lose it. Why well, keep saying love it or list it? I don't know why I keep saying that. Because that's a great show. You guys should watch it. Have you ever seen it? So good. Um, yeah. That was what we had for today. If you have any thoughts, any feelings about this, you can shoot us an email or follow us on our social medias that we have. Uh, we do have an Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter. Um, we do not have a YouTube channel as yet, but... Maybe we'll do one. Maybe we won't. Let's see what happens. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that point. It's going to happen. Okay. Okay. It's going to get to that. Okay. I can't be out here looking like who shot John. My hair got to be dead at all times. Yeah, we're, we're going to figure it together. My my beard will be moisturized. Well, not to say that it's ashy now, but, you know, my beard's it, not, it, it, it looks it, different it, from it, the camera. It needs more moisturization. It needs more moisturization. Anybody with moisturization tips for the beards, please um, <laughs> forward that info to Mark so he can be um, yes. together for when we do I, visuals of this thing. Yes, so I can have, I have my life together in terms of beard right. situations. Right, and we also need to, like, you know, go to the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's do that if the camera also. adds 10 pounds, I don't. I don't need it. I'm, you don't need 10 more pounds? No, nobody needs 10 more, 10 more no. pounds. No, I'm good, love, enjoy. Um, so, yeah, that's that on that. Word. Um, so let's move on to our topic for today. It was kind of tied into what I was talking about um, initially when I talked about um, why the podcast is called what it's called and all that jazz. Word. So, yeah, let's get into it. All right. So the topic is you can dream. <laughs> um. The and it's also like it's okay to dream. A lot of times we have these dreams that we want to accomplish, these things we want to do, and we're like, should we go forward with the dream? Should we not go forward with the dream? How do we operate in that space? <laughs> and um, there's certain topics I kind of want to like breach on in terms of that. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is the your culture affects how culture affects your commitment to your dream. Okay. When I think of what culture is, culture is how you're brought up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, how each person is brought up, um, in different ways. So, a lot of people sometimes are brought up focusing on this is this is this is how you operate in life. You 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 grow up, you get a nine to five. You retire, you die. That is <laughs> that is the circle of how it works. You you go to, you go to school, you graduate with this degree, you retire. You um nine to five, and then you die. That's retire, then you die. That's kind of like the chain of how things work. Mm-hmm. 
and he said, and the, the job has to be an acceptable job, right? <laughs> where you feel like you can get a certain amount of money for, or working towards that. Like your goal should be be a doctor, be a lawyer, be a, a technician, what, whatever it is, engineer, just nurse, whatever it is, just be towards that. Get your uh, get your retirement together and move on. The problem is, is a lot of times we have people who have these dreams of doing other things outside of that that kind of breaks that cycle and are not the traditional route and people don't usually go towards that a lot of times. And many times, it um whether it comes from where your parents brought, up, brought you up or how you view um, how life is, it kind of affects you. Mm-hmm. All right. For instance, um, Kristen was talking about how, like, being from Barbados, she's like, she's kind of broke into <laughs> this, like, all right, maybe nine to five and everything. I, I, I went to school for this. I should go to th- do this. Doing this podcast, I, I don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> what's going on. I'm not. I don't know how it's going to work. And like that kind, that kind of um, dichotomy has conflict <laughs> in right. yourself a lot of times. Right. Right. Because, you know, like I remember even when I was like a teenager, maybe, and I said, I want to be a singer. And I was told flat out, that's not a career. But in theory, that's stupid because look at how many people actually make money doing it. There are several like that we can point to in real life. Some of them aren't even that great, if we're going to be honest. But we'll talk about that on another podcast. <laughs> hey, half of y'all. Um, I ain't gonna call no names. I'm gonna be cute today. But like. The fact that that is so immediately dismissed as an option and it's just like, why? Why can't I want to do that? Like I on one hand, I understand. Yes, you want you you want you understand how hard life is as an adult and you recognize that your preteen or teen is sheltered and has no concept of what it is to like go out there and pay bills and, and, and be responsible, quote unquote, as an adult. And so you want to sort of prepare them for the real world. But it's like, but why? Why can't that still be a thing that they want to do? Like, why does it have to be something that they have to push to the side um, in order to, quote unquote, be a responsible adult? Like when I think of that, it makes me wonder, like, how many people, how many of our parents and their parents and the parents before them and like family members and friends that we have are like pushing something to the side that they really, really want to do that could really make an impact in the world beyond them but they're pushing it to the side because they've been told that that's not a thing that they can make money from or that's not a thing that they should do and that they should focus on something else and that 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 really concerns me like a lot as a person yeah and um i always um i i tend to have this conversation a lot because i realize a lot, a lot of my friends are either from um an island or from the continent of africa and not the like, country, it's the continent. <laughs> the continent of Africa. So, like, a lot of them, they have the mind, like, it's hard for them to break from the norm <laughs> right. of what they're taught up. Because, like, even when they were going to school, they had to, like, come back home with an acceptable um, major and a career choice. <laughs> right, right. Like, they they can't go and say, like, I'm going to be a singer. Like, oh, where? Sing, what are you singing? <laughs> right. Because, like, I was listening to, there's another podcast I listened to um, with Lavia Jai and um, 
Yvonne Orji from Insecure, and it's called Jesus and Jaloff. And uh, I think Lovey was saying that she went to school for pre-med psychology, and that's what her parents thought she was doing the whole time, but they didn't know that she had stopped the pre-med part after freshman year. So then they came to graduation, and I guess at her school they announced a degree, receiving bachelor's degree in psychology, Lovey Ajayi, and she was like, her mom was like, psychology what happened what happened to the pre-med she said she was going for a doctor what happened to the pre-med no offense to my africans out there i'm not really great at the accent i'm doing my best but it was just interesting to me that you know in the story she was telling it was just like you went through a whole college career four whole years essentially like lying about what you were majoring in like that's insane yeah and like i think somebody else another person of african descent i was reading about i think cynthia arrivo great singer she's been um in, in the color purple on broadway like she's an actress um she was in that movie with um what's her name viola davis and uh what's the girl michelle rodriguez i think it was called widows she's great great artist and i actually decided to look her up one day and i found out that she went to school initially for some type of medical influence career and then like switched out after a, after like a year or two and her parents didn't necessarily know until like after the fact and so it's just like it's funny, like to those of us who grew up feeling like you only have, the only career choices you have are doctor, lawyer, nurse, or teacher, but um, or engineer. But it's just like, dang, like what if they neither one of them had ever decided to say, "I want to do what I want to do." Like we wouldn't have the contributions that they've made to the world with their art and what they what they what they bring we wouldn't have that if they pushed down what it is that they felt was their dream or what they wanted to do to do what was expected or what was considered safe yeah and this this is once again this is not to tear down if that's what you want to do oh no not at all like if you want to do a nine to five please do that no like that's number one number two um I also understand where parents are coming from because, yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're just worried about making sure that their child does not struggle. So I get, I understand that part also, um, and everything. But like, I guess it's um, especially when they're when a person when is younger, <laughs> it is more lucrative to make those changes to figure out what you want to do and try different things. Um, to see what, because we have, I think everybody has a gift that they can use to change it, change the world in some way or another. But it's hard to explore that if you feel as if that you don't see the immediate um, cash or the immediate salary in that, right? And everything. And then you also. As much as a lot of us like to say we don't care what people think, we're going to do whatever we want, blah, 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 blah. No one wants to feel like nobody supports them. That must, That's hard, you know, to want to do something and to know that your family, who's your most sort of integral relationship unit, does not support what it is that you're trying to do is hard. And you can't expect that everybody knows how to navigate that effectively yeah like some like some people are able to just be like well they'll they'll see 
They'll see in like five years when I'm making it what I was trying to do and they'll understand. And then and and that might seem like a long time. And I can completely understand why someone might be like, well, maybe I'll just do what makes them happy to keep the peace. I can, Like I see both sides. Yeah. And, you know, you can't you can't fault a person for either one. Yeah. Because the, 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 the details of each situation are unique to every person. And what one person can sort of do, another might not be able to pull off as effectively, I guess. Just a FYI, this is not a pull that everybody should own their own business. That is not true. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. Everybody should not own their own business. It ain't for everybody. Please. If everybody owns their own business, who is working the business? Who? <laughs> who's, who's working who? for you? Who? Who? <laughs> who? I hate when people begin, oh, oh, y'all just want to work for the man. What you need to do is be an entrepreneur. Who's running a business, my who's, dear? Who's working for you, then? Who's working for you? <laughs> You're one person. You can't do it by yourself. You need a nine-to-five Negro. Like, I don't... <sighs> I just wish y'all would make sense sometimes. Yes. It is, it is okay to work in nine-to-five because this kind of bleeding to a second point. Mm-hmm. But the reason why, sometimes your passion is to be able to go on vacation when you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your passion is, I want to be able to do things after 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And if you have a 9 to 5, you're open to do that. Oh, yeah. You don't want to be at 7, 8 o'clock at night trying to figure out what to do next <laughs> with mm-hmm. your business. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to just spend time with your family and not worry about anything. Right. Because there's someone else to worry about that. And that is perfectly fine. 100%. That is perfectly fine to do that. That is not, there's no negative about it. Work That's what you want to do is fine. I think everybody should just figure out what, what, what you want to do. Right. That's fine. Right. And like not everybody is, is designed or meant to be like the person out front. Like there are a lot of people in this world whose goal is to help the person that's out front make their vision come to life. So if that person wants to work a nine to five and be like the executive assistant and keep everything on track and make sure everything's going, that's that person's gifting. That is fine. That's what that's what they want to do. That's their contribution to the world. Let them have that. Don't make them feel like there's something wrong with that because, oh, it's not a you're not an entrepreneur. It's not a big title. It's not a da 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 da. If that's what that person feels like their contribution to the world needs to be and they feel like they're at peace doing that, who are me to say that they're wrong? Who are me? The reason why is because you start getting these people to get to open a business and they, they have no idea what they're doing. Right. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, we need to open a business. No, you don't. You don't need to. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, sure, do the research, do your work, whatever the case is. But, like, it, it's it, you don't have to just to follow a trend or to feel like, oh, I'm a boss. A boss of who? You? Okay. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm I'm confused. I just I just be wanting to know. Like y'all y'all need to explain it to me like slow because boss, I don't get it. Boss with no employees. Boss with no employees. Who you bossing, sis? Who? <laughs> Who? Who? These are the things I want to know. But yeah, like with that being said, if you're gonna move towards a particular dream, you know ha- the responsibilities that you have to um, entail. They, they're not not real. Like if you have a family, you have children like, yeah, you can want to pursue X, Y, Z all day long. But it's like I still have to keep in the back of my mind. I have a family. I have bills. I have loans like those things need to sort of still be at the forefront of whatever you're doing. You can't ignore those to pursue your dream. That's irresponsible. Correct. And, that, and that, the next bullet we have is moving towards a dream with responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of times. It's it's harder to move towards your dream when you have 
kids, marriage, everything, because everything has to go together and everything. Mm-hmm. The goal and the the best way to do that is just to not lose sight of what you want to do. Right. And just take everything step by step. And be it's, realistic about it. Correct. Right. Like you see all these, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and these types of people that dropped out of college. Yeah, they were 21 and childless and partnerless. They had they were free. They yeah. were literally free. They they had all the time in the world to dilly and to dally. As a 30-something-year-old with a family, nah. You have to be far more strategic and also far more realistic about the limitations of what it is you want to do. Because you can't move like how a young 20-something that's just out here can move. You can't do it. And you, you can't, can't be bitter and upset about that. You just got to work around it. Yeah, you can't. You, can, you got to move differently. Like, exactly. Like, like I was um, I, remember I was talking to Kristen before about like how... Um, we be talking. <laughs> we do. Like if, we, um, if I bought like a brick, brick and mortar place, I would like... I would, I would just be staying, sleeping in the back room somewhere. <laughs> right. And like brick and mortar, this, this is, I'm, I'm going to have a mattress in the back and then have the store in the front and just do it that way until I have the money to do that. I can't really do that <laughs> with a small child. It is right. a little harder. Yeah, me and Avery about to be doing no mattress on the floor in the back room. Like that's, <laughs> it moves a little different. There's a lot of things in life I'm willing to do and I'm willing to support you, but that right there, <laughs> line drawn. You have to move a little bit different. Facts. That's all I'm saying. Right. Be mindful of what's going on. So the goal is just to move step by step and to never lose sight of what you want to do. Right. So you might not be able to just jump all in immediately, but keep pushing towards it. Give yourself deadlines. Give yourself goals. Give yourself, say, I want this done by this year. And that is the way you move forward with um, to make sure things get done. Right. And even if you don't meet those goals in those times, like you still have a whole real life happening outside of that. So like you can't beat yourself up too much and be like, oh, well, it's not going to work because like I didn't achieve this goal in the year. I'm like, yeah, it didn't work out the way you thought. But like, okay, let's regroup. Let's think about it. Let's figure out how we can still get there or if we need to adjust the goal. Like there's nothing wrong with constantly working the situation. Yeah. And what she said is, like, let's work together and everything. So what that's a part of is make sure next point, which is supporting your partner's dream. It is important to be able to support your partner's dream with where they're going for it. So they, basically sometimes people just need to, people to help talk it out, <laughs> mm-hmm. to talk out what they want to do and everything. Yeah. Sometimes they don't really need you to do everything for them. Sometimes you just need to talk it out. Yeah, like Jay Z said in his freestyle, I just need I need a wife that I can bounce ideas off at night. Yeah, some sometimes that when they say when someone says um, I need you to support my dream, they don't really mean I need you to manage it anything like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to bounce ideas back back and forth off. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might need help managing. Sometimes you might need to talk it out. Just but you need to be there to help support it because it's easier and you feel you feel more inclined and better and moving towards that dream when you feel like you have somebody there helping you at, in, in the um in the same vein. Exactly. Um, and, you know, supporting your partner's dream, like I know that that's a challenging thing to do sometimes um, only because you might not get what it is that your partner's trying to do. Correct. And so you're just like, in your mind, you might think this is completely stupid mm-hmm. and you might be right. Um, but how you approach that matters. How you approach that matters. And, you know, the the whole point of you being in partnership is for, hopefully the communication is there and you can be like, hey, babe, I see what you're trying to do. But, like, let's talk about this a little more so this can make a little more sense to me. Let's flesh it out. Let's flesh it out. Yeah. 
and like be mindful of how you approach it because you don't want to shoot down their idea either. Right. Um, like, um, I remember I took a um, family development class. And the family development class was like, if someone comes in to you and says, I'm looking for a job, I want to be a rapper. The first thing you need to talk to them is not to shoot down, like, that's a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't do that. The first thing is like, okay, where do you want to rap? What do you want to do? So how are you going to make money for that? Okay, so let's work out a plan of how to be, you have to make sure you have to get publicity, you have to get marketing, you have to mm-hmm. um, you have to go to open mics and everything. Let's, pl- let's plan it out. Right. Of, what you, of how to get to that point and to accommodate your needs. The goal is to figure out how to make it happen, um, but under just being realistic about how it happens. Right, right. So, for instance, if um, if your spouse wants to go and be a rapper or a singer, I'm like, okay. So, we have a child, we have a house and everything, so you can't just leave your job and do that because we got we got bills so you can't right. just do that right. <laughs> so let's try to figure out when there's some open mics you can go to let's start with that and maybe you can go to that we'll go to that together and work that piece by piece mm-hmm. oh we want to write songs okay so let's go piece by piece to figure out what, what days you can go and do that mm-hmm. when it's um outside when like out sometimes i watch Avery while you do like it, it just the goal is to work it out and piece by piece and so, so they can figure it out themselves. Right. Because a lot of times when someone comes to you saying they want to do something, they're still trying to figure it out themselves. Right. So, like, the goal is to help them flesh it out so they can figure it out. So what they what they want to do. Right. You don't want to bombard them saying, okay, this is what you want to do. So you got to do this, 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 and this. Mm. Because then you're kind of taking their dream and making it yours. Mm. <laughs> mm. So you have to kind of try to and help. Nobody asks you for your vision, baby. Yeah, you're going to try to help them create a plan for themselves mm-hmm. so they so they can do that right and let's just disclaimer here um all of you ninjas out here talk about y'all want to be rappers all of y'all ain't able okay <laughs> all of y'all ain't able like look if you're talking about you want to be in any type of music industry um the first thing you need to be doing is some type of research instagram the social medias are your friends that right there should be enough to tell you what's a vibe and what's not out here yeah. in these streets. And this is not to say that if you're like 30, you can't possibly break into rapping. Like, shoot, 2 Chainz is like 40, 43 or something like yeah. that. Jay-Z is 50, and he got started when he was like 26, which is considered late for a rapper. Yeah. However, some of y'all got to relax. Yeah. And, and you, if, you got to be real with yourself about your talents. I just yeah, want to say we, that. I'm not saying that you can't be... But you, you also got to be realistic about what it is you're trying to get into and, and the likelihood of success. Be real with yourself. In that situation. And be willing to say, this is where my talent is. And if I'm going to do this, I need to bring my talent to here and figure out how that works also. So, for instance, I feel as if, if you, if you yeah. want to be a any form of entertainer, you should know how to perform. That's how I always say. Knowing how to perform is a big thing. So if you so understanding how to perform, how to interact with the audience, uh, trying to put that together will make a big thing. Because I, th- I think that's where you make a lot of your money is in concerts mm-hmm. and performances. So mm-hmm. knowing knowing that that's I think that's one of the best ways to kind of build your brand is going to open mics, going to showcases, stuff like that, and performing. But you can only do that if you understand how to perform. Yeah, a good performance can almost outweigh part talent sometimes <laughs> true 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 for sure good performance can outweigh talent 
So if you understand how to perform, that might work out good also. Um, supporting your child's dreams. If you're, um, and this, this goes back to what we were saying before. If you have a son or daughter who has a dream, you, have, you want to be able to support them without diminishing their dream. Um, if they if they want to do something, if they want to draw and everything, the goal is to figure out and develop that the best the, um, the best you can. Understand they still have to go to school. Don't like if if you let's rephrase that. If you want them to go to school, <laughs> if you want them to do that, this don't say no. Say you can if you do this. My, it's, a, it's a better way to explain it other than just cutting out what they're saying, saying they can't do something. Right. Because college is entirely too expensive in this day and age to be having a kid go there that don't want to go there to waste everybody's time and everybody's money. Absolutely not. I work in uh, the higher education environment, and so I see a lot of kids who, I shouldn't call them kids because they're like, over 18, a lot of students who are there because the parents are making them go, and they know good and well that ain't what they want to do. They don't have any interest inside of being in anybody's school. But that's the condition that the parent has laid out and said you have to do this. And I get the sentiment behind it because you want them to have a degree, a piece of paper or something that they can fall back on. But at the same time, it's like it isn't the be-all, end-all. College is not going anywhere. I mean, is it the end of the world if they try their hand at what they want to do for a year or two? And then maybe, depending on how that goes, revisit the going to college option. Like, I, I don't see why we can't have a, we can't find a balance between those things. Because children, even if they're 18, 19, 20, whatever, they're still very impressionable. And if they feel as though you, their parent slash main support system, doesn't support or understand what they want or what their what their goal or their dream is it the the friction that exists lasts long beyond that initial like nah you can't do that i'm not going to let you do that you got to go to school for like the ramifications of of that are are way deep yeah yeah so oh. like you know like you said you know being being realistic about it but also also recognizing that your child can probably do it if if they're supported. Um, and in this day and age, I see how um, talented these these kids are with like the social media. And I hate to say it like I'm an old person because I'm really not. But, you know, the way that they can maneuver it is something that I don't innately understand. And so these people, these kids can build followings on Instagram and YouTube and other platforms like that for things they are passionate about. Like, you know how many of these kids that we have out today that have been put on from being discovered on YouTube? Like, Justin Bieber was discovered on YouTube. Um, who's the other one? It was another um, another young man that um, was discovered off of YouTube. Tori Kelly. Like, there's so many artists that... Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's, ...that are out now that legitimately were discovered on YouTube. And I think part of... What happened is that, you know, their parents said, okay, I'm going to try to work with you on this. You have some knowledge of how to work this. Let me give you the opportunity to make that happen. And it has. And that might not be the story for everybody. I completely get that. But, like, it. look what can happen if the support is there. Yeah, correct. Um, 
And the last thing I want to go over is just just a guide for when you have your um your dream. And I've said this before and it, it still applies. The difference between a dream and a goal, our goals are written down. And the best way to figure out what um how to make your dream into goals is to use the smart goal formula. You might know what the smart goal formula is, but just so whoever does not know, the smart goal formula is S-M-A-R-T, the acronym. So first, your goals, when you're when you, um, trying to lay them out, but what you want to do, whatever dream you want to do, make sure it's specific, specific about where you want to be. So I always say um, it's always good for your um, goals, say one year, five year, and 10 year goals. Mm-hmm. So for your one year, five year, 10 year goals for your dream, what specifically do you want that to look like? Well, of, well, I would before you get there. I think the S is specific. What is the specific thing you want? Forget one year, five year, ten year. What is it that you want? Correct. I want to be a singer. That's not specific enough. Correct. Uh, that, 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 I uh, want to be an R and B, gospel, country. Like nail that thing down about what it, what particular type of singer, for example, you want to be. Not just I want to be a singer. I want to be an XYZ kind of singer singing at venues or do like very, very, very specific, yeah, clear goals about what what it is you want. Think think of the um the Papa W questions, who, what, when, where, why, which, stuff like that. How much, how many. So like who um when you say you're a singer, like like you said, R and B, you wanna be a soul singer, what kind of singer do you want to be? Um, what genre do you want to focus on? When do you when do you want um to sing? Like when 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 do you want this goal to be accomplished by? Where do you want to perform? Um, that I think that's a big thing because like some people might their their goal might just be open mics. Their someone's goal might be to sing for the presidential inauguration. Right, right. <laughs> Some people's goal might be to sing um in studio. Mm-hmm. Like what what is that what does that goal look like? Right. Um how much and how many? How much when when you accomplish your goal, how does that look in terms of how much? Right. How can you measure that yeah. you've made the goal? And that that goes into M, which is measurable. Mhm. All right. So, how much and how many meaning you know you re- received that goal because I have, I've. If you're doing albums, I've sold this many albums, so I know I've accomplished this goal at that point, or I've made this much money. That's how you know I've I've accomplished this goal that I'm looking for. And you can always re up and have more goals from that mm. point on. Um, achievable. Make the goal achievable or attainable. Um. When it's when I say achievable achievable, I think that when it comes down to steps, write down the steps for you to make it happen. So the first thing I need to do is probably might take voice lessons or the first thing I might need to do is take a business class. Mm -hmm. The first thing I might do is take a marketing class, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. write down the steps to get to where you need to get to. Mm -hmm. If you want to produce your own music, you might want to take a class in production. Whatever that is, write down those steps to get to what that looks like. R is for realistic. Make it realistic to you. You know who you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Make it realistic about what you are interested in or not. If you do not like country music, maybe you shouldn't sing country music. 
Regardless of somebody <laughs> telling you that country music might be the vibe and you need to like slide yeah. in there because that's the new, that's yeah. the wave. Maybe just go into realistic about what you are passionate about, realistic about who you are in there. And then T is timely. Timely is, like I said, give yourself smaller goals to get to that point and give yourself small celebrations from that. Make sure everything has a time frame. I want to accomplish this. So if I know what I want to be in 10 years, I should figure out what I'm doing in the first six months. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I want to be this in 10 years. So in the first six months, I need to get this done so that in 10 years I can get this. Mm-hmm. And, and you that. need to lay, lay out everything from year one to year 10, like what things will need to happen yeah. for you to get to, to get to what it is you have as your year 10 goal or whatever the case may be and if if it messes up it's fine you just re rehash rethink rework the whole thing figure out where you are from that point on keep moving forward right all right word to big bird but yes keep dreaming people keep dreaming keep keep making efforts to make those to take those dreams from inside of your head um and bring them forth into reality for yourself your family and for the world to benefit from because those dreams matter they make a difference there's a reason you have them and you know don't allow fear of anything to stop you from pursuing them pursue within reason obviously be smart about it ha 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 see what i did there but um (laughs) that's fine you hated um but yeah please please go forward keep dreaming there is life is too short for mediocrity life is too short for for settling just do it like nike said just do it that's fine all right so we're gonna go right into our music spotlight yeah all right so um this time with the music spotlight we're going to um we're gonna switch gears to a different genre yeah. And this genre is soca. Soca, soca, soca. So as I've said a million and ten times on here, I am from Barbados. Um, soca, Calypso is the music of the land. It's lit, turn up, um, crop over, best carnival in the islands. I don't care what any of these girls try to tell you. These are the facts. And uh, one of the queens of Cropover, and who I would argue is the queen of soca across the world, is Miss Allison Hines. And if you are an islander or are into soca music, you know exactly who Allison Hines is. She has been out for her career is easily 25 to 30 years long. Like I've literally, I literally don't remember a time in life where she wasn't putting out music. Um, she started out with a band called square one, uh, in Barbados. And they used to, um, perform a lot of songs together. Um, a lot of them are, I think they were together from like 87 to 2004, um, where she was a part of it. And then during that time, she started putting out a lot of solo albums and solo um, songs on her own. Um, she has been just very integral to women in the genre, in my opinion. Um, a lot of the people that we know about now, like the more, you know, Destra and some of these other soca artists out of Trinidad and other places, I think um, Alison Hines has been the model, so to speak, that um, a lot of them follow. Um, she is... To this day, still looks great. I follow her on Instagram and, you know, she looks the same as she did when I was a kid. Um, and she's like almost 50 years old now. 
Um, and she's still out here performing, putting out new music, and just living her best life. Um, I am obsessed with her. Um, some of you may have heard her songs like Roll It Gal. That was like a popular one back when I was in college when the DJ wanted to drop the Soka set. Um, he also, the, the DJs also like to drop um, Faluma from time to time. That's one where she's singing in, um, I don't know if I'm about to say this right. Um, I think it's the Surinamese language um, that's Dutch African amalgam, um, Papa Miento. Any people from Suriname or any of the people that speak that, you can correct my pronunciation. I'm literally reading it how it's pronounced, how it's um, spelled. And, uh, yeah, so the song is in that language, and it's, like, one of my favorite soca songs of all time. Even though I literally have no idea what she's saying the whole song because I don't speak the language, but, like, it, it slaps, as the kids say. Um, so Allison Hines, Queen of Soca. Um, if you don't know who she is, you're about to find out. Uh, we're going to play one of her songs. It's old. Um, it's from like 97 or 98 or something like that. But it gives me happy feelings. It makes me think of home. Uh, it's one of those songs that I'm like, when I hear it, I'm like, I'm ready to go to Barbados. Like now. Like, let's do it. I'll be ready. Um, so here goes Allison Hines. In the meantime, let's go.
man. I remember back in the days, me and my little friends at school would be trying to dance to this back when our knees were young and agile. Um, while the song was playing, I attempted um, quite feebly to... Uh, <laughs> Not quite feebly. Y'all hear how hard I'm breathing? Um, to reenact. No, ma'am, can't do it. Um, those days are over, but yes. Um, yeah. There are no words. Alison Hines, best to ever do it. Don't debate me. Word. I said what I said. Bajan Queen for life. Boop, 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 boop. All here, 246. Boop, 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 boop. 166 square miles of never-ending smiles. Boop, 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 boop. All right. Rihanna. <laughs> I get a little exuberant about um, Barbados from time to time. Question. Yes, sir. Do you want to go into this week in random or go into T-tips? We're going to get into this week in random because I just talked about Rihanna and my good sis, <laughs> Bayesian queen, ambassador, Robin, Rihanna Fenty of the best place in the world, Barbados, West Indies, hashtag 246, to the world, um, is launching a fashion house, uh, Fenty Maison, um, this month with LVMH, Louis Vuitton. Moet Hennessy. Basically, that's the kind of parent company that um, oversees a lot of the, the brands mentioned here and some others. But she is the first woman and I believe the first black one to um, have a fashion house um, with uh, LVMH. And so, you know, I am excited to see whatever she puts out. Um, I'm going to buy it, whatever it is, if I can afford it. I don't know. I don't even know what kind of clothes it is. But because it's Rihanna, I'm like, let's go. Right. I'm ready. I'm ready to support <laughs> my sis. When she put out that Fenty, I said, no problem, girl. I got you. I will get some product. I will support you. I love the fact that she is just unapologetically out here just getting to it. Like, I love she's teaching a master class in how to finagle your music career into some other profitable and and lucrative things to where you don't have to put music out ever again if you don't want to because every time she keeps talking about her makeup and her lingerie line and this fashion stuff people keep being like when are you gonna put out music and she's like why <laughs> for what like i know she's gonna put out an album because i believe she's contractually obligated to give one more but the girl ain't focused on no music right now she realizes that her bread and butter ain't in that and so i am very excited to see what she does i am proud of her um, you know, to see somebody from my little island out here doing it like this is just amazing. And I cannot wait to see what she does. Rihanna's the queen. You girls can say whatever you want to say. But the facts are she's the queen of this whole entire thing. Get with it. That's right. Get with it. Okay. Speaking of Robin... You know, Robin comes to shut down the Met Gala every year because that's what she does because she is a queen. OK, get into what I'm talking about with her. Um, I guess she was busy um, creating the fashions for Fenty Maison because she didn't have time to come on down to the Met Gala. However, I did receive my life with a few individuals from the Met Gala. Um, so where do I begin? Gen so the theme for the Met Gala this year was camp. And see, when I heard camp, I was like, like summer camp or um <laughs> no I, I literally was like i don't understand what camp means neither did a lot of people <coughs> neither did a lot of people but basically i read and i'm trying to pull it up to see um what uh to, to use the right words but basically 
uh, it basically means to be like over the top, you know, just, uh, you know, just, 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 <coughs> excuse me, just over the top doing the most like dramatics. Um, that's essentially what it means. Um, so in, in regards to that, in that vein, um, I would say the people who gave me camp, um, in no particular order, um, Laverne Cox, um, y'all, y'all need to get on the, on the Vogue webpage and get into what she had on, but it was like this black, like just well-fitted joint. It had a little fascinator headpiece situation going on. Gave me life. Lady Gaga, she, camp is her. She is camp. That young lady's over the top and extra for everything when nobody asked her to be. So, um, <laughs> did you see her at the Oscars performing with um, what's his name, Bradley Cooper? I was just like, girl, what? And even when she did the song at the Grammys, I was just like, Miss Gaga, Shallow don't need to be all of this. I don't see why why it got to be, but that's just she can't help herself. So, she was ready. She had on like a eight layered outfit, and as she walked the carpet, she took off different parts of it, yeah, and it ended up in a like a a you know black bra and panty stocking boot situation that girl's weird camp was for her um janelle monet had on christian siriano and any of my project runway alum know who christian siriano is he won like one of the early early seasons like season three or season four and that boy has he's been out here consistently dressing the celebrities and he does a great job and so janelle had on this like white and pink and black joint and she had like a hat that was like it's like five hats in one. Five hats in one. And then, like, she had, like, an eye thing on one of the boobs, and it was winking. Girl, I lived. Lived. But Janelle Monet is, like, one of the most beautiful people I have ever seen in my life. Like, literally. Like, she's just gorgeous. And I've seen her fairly up close because I saw her perform at a concert one time, and she's just gorgeous. So she gave me life. Love her, love her, love her. Um, Cardi B came out there. I said, come on, Belcalise. Come on. These girls keep playing like you don't know what time it is. She's another over the top dot com. So camp is her. She is camp. So she came out there with this like burgundy, like just it looked heavy what it was. They were yeah. like six people carrying it. Um, but it looked amazing. She looked snatched in it. The headpiece was everything. The makeup was everything. I I was pleased. But the star of this here, Matt Gala, boys and girls, Billy Porter. Okay. That man came in there with a fully made up face with all types of tribal paintings and whatnot. He was carried in by six men who were shirtless and gold pants. And then he got down off of his throne and gave us butterfly realness. If you watch the show Pose, he's the guy that does the, and the category is real. That's him. He's like a Broadway legend. Amazing. That man gave me, I literally gasped when I saw the pictures. I was like, Billy ain't have to come and snatch the edges like that. I had just started growing my edges back in, and here come Billy. Whew. Lord, I was like, black castor oil has got to be a hot commodity these days because Billy snatched the edges. I was happy. I was ready. I was prepared. Billy been giving y'all life all award season, high key, because he came to the Oscars. He didn't come to play with y'all. He gave y'all a tuxedo dress sitch. The girls were mad, but uh, Billy killed. And Billy said, this season will be the season I give you all tens across the board all day, every day. So I got my life with um, Billy. Um, moving on to the why is you here? Um, I had a few of those as I looked through the pictures. Um, Jared Leto. Y'all got to stop inviting Jared places. Because what I was freaked out by was the fact that he was there. And then he had like a very realistic mold of his head 
as his like accessory. I don't know what kind of foolishness you're into, sir, but I'm not with it. Get you and your head out of here. I'm tired of you being with... Like, since he was the Joker um, in Suicide Squad, he's been really playing up this, like, weirdo vibe. And I'm like, mm-mm. Get thee behind me, Satan. I'm not playing with you. Mm-mm. I don't like anything about it. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> like, the minute I saw that thing, I said, oh, no, mm-mm. I got to get into a prayer about this because I don't... I'm uncomfortable with what I just saw. You don't like it? No. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> um, the Kardashians, the whole tribe that attended... What y'all got on? Why y'all? <laughs> I saw a video where somebody said Zendaya was there. She was also very cute. Got, forgot to mention her. Zendaya was dressed like Cinderella. And then I was watching the video and the person said, where are the ugly stepsisters? And then around came the corner was the Kylie and Kendall Jenner just looking. I don't know what they had on. It was just f- feathers and fur and things. <sighs> just stop, guys. Did you, you see that picture when it was next to the people from White Chicks? Oh my God, Muerte, Muerte. I screamed. The internet has to be stopped. Y'all have to stop. I was like, this is ridiculous. Dead. But the whole Kardashians, not one person looked nice to me. Y'all could have threw the whole group away. I'm tired of everybody. Go away. Um, Serena Williams, I didn't understand what she had on. Like, it was like this yellow. It looked like yellow, and then somebody took like pink post its and cut them up and like stuck them onto the dress. I didn't like it. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a vibe to me personally but you know slay slay serena i love you generally lala anthony also looked weird um like i don't know i think her makeup just didn't look it didn't look good i didn't i didn't like anything about it like carrie washington's makeup didn't look good either there were regina king's makeup didn't look good either there was a lot of people's makeup where i was like oh i don't know if it's the lighting or what but it just didn't look it didn't look good i didn't like anything about it um yeah, Lala had on like a hundred dollar bill folded mess. Uh uh-uh, uh, no thanks. I didn't like it. She looked like Trina the rapper, honestly, but whatever. Moving on. Um, Solange usually slays this, but she gave me like a leopard not leopard print, like a snake snake print jumpsuit, like, but it was sort of like a gymnast outfit in terms of how it was cut. Like it wasn't really shorts. It was sort of like a panty. I just I hate to talk about Solange like this because I feel like every time I bring her up, it's in a negative connotation and like I'm dragging her. I I honestly love that girl and I think she does great things, but I just didn't understand what she had on. Um, And Nicki Minaj, it just looked like pink froth. I just didn't, I didn't, I wasn't here for it. And Frank Ocean looked like the valet. When they said that was Frank Ocean, I said, oh, okay. I would have walked right past Frank. Frank didn't look, Frank, Frank. I know that you don't like coming outside. I know that you don't like all these public functions. I completely understand. But you you could have tried. Like, Frank didn't try. Frank looked like he legit. Him and Kanye had me tight. Because Kanye came out there in a Dickies outfit. And I just said, but sir, I thought you were the candy fashions. Um, Rihanna is doing what you were trying to do in terms of getting you a fashion line with the house. So, like, what what's the aesthetic that you come to the Met Gala, which, you, which is a known, like, fashion sitch in a Dickie? Like, sir... What is you doing, baby? Help him. Somebody, somebody assist him. Um, and then, you know, just, you know, stay in um, a realm of positivity after um, what I just said. Um, <clears throat> some honorable mentions, people that I liked what they were wearing. Their outfit was real nice. Um, Ezra Miller had um, 
a, a very interesting situation. Like he had a face mask thing. He had, then he had like eyes like made up on his forehead. It was a very interesting concept, and to me, in keeping with the theme of camp and over the top. And he was actually styled by a Hofstra alum, Jason Rembert. Um, follow him on Instagram. Um, he's amazing. He's out here styling Marseille Martin, Issa Rae. He's out here doing it. Um, and another Hofstra alum was actually present um, with Lena Waithe. Um, the back of her thing said, um, the back of the outfit that Lena Waithe had on said, um, drag queens invented camp. And it was made by this guy that also I went to Hofstra with. His name is, um, Kirby Jean Raymond. His line is called Pyre Moss. So, um, if you saw pictures of Lena Waithe and there was like a black guy standing next to her, that was him. Um, he does a lot of like socially conscious fashion. Um, he did some stuff a couple years ago in response to, And don't quote me on this because I don't want to be a whole liar. But in response to the um, shootings of unarmed black men. So he does a lot of stuff in that regard. And he also made whatever, um, what's his name? Colin Kaepernick and his lady friend. I don't know if she's his girlfriend, fiance. So I'm just saying lady friend to be correct. Um, he um, Pyre Moss, who is um, Kirby Jean Raymond, also made that as well. So shouts out to Hofstra out here doing big things. Whoop, whoop. Um, <clears throat> some other people that I liked... Um, uh, Naomi Campbell, she was out here giving us life. You know, she is like late forties and just still looks great. I loved how she looked. Um, I also enjoyed um, Lupita. The outfit was okay. No, the makeup was okay. The outfit, I was like, all right, but Lupita bad. I'm not mad. Um, Gwen Stefani looked nice. Winnie Harlow looked nice. Um, but then some of the outfits were just like, <clears throat> I felt like it went between over the top and I would wear this to the Oscars. And I was just like, guys, like, <laughs> I get that it was a hard time understanding the theme, but we could have tried. But overall, I love watching the Met Gala. Um, it's fun to see. Um, maybe one day I'll be famous enough to go and hobnob with some people. <clears throat> So, yeah, that was my take on the Met Gala. Um, the next thing on my agenda, um, so the royal baby was born. So, as you all know, uh, Meghan Markle, um, formerly of Suits, which is a great show if you've never seen it. It's probably on the Hulus. Get into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Suits was really good. I used to watch that hard. I think I fell off. It was, like It was a good show. Was yeah, good I show. fell off like the last two seasons, so I'm not 100% sure what happened. But... Um, it was a really, really good show. Um, used to come on USA. So she was on that show, and then her friend hooked her up with uh, Prince Harry. They got married last year. It was a lovely affair, um, and she was pregnant soon after the wedding. Um, she had a baby this week. Um, the people have been clamoring. And by the people, I mean, like, mainstream media, because they cared way more about this than... I thought they should have because it was just like oh like every day I would turn on the news and the royal baby and the royal baby I'm just like guys guys you gotta relax like y'all love to claim oh we're independent from England but y'all sure do be pressed to see what they got going on like that's you know a sidebar but like for all of America's greatness and excitement about yeah America yeah y'all sure do be pressed about what they be doing over in England it's confusing because I feel like the whole concept of America uh, comes about from the fact that y'all wanted independence from them. But, you know, whatever. Because um, to me, if Barbadians were like, oh, my God. And Barbadians is the correct terminology for us, by the way. People think it sounds weird, but it's right. Bayesian is the unofficial. Barbadian is the official. But anyway, I can understand why Barbadians would be like, oh, my God. Because in theory, the way our government is set up, the queen is 
technically the queen of Barbados in addition to being the queen of England because, you know, colonialism. She doesn't have any actual real political power. It's just like a ceremonial thing. Whatever. Anyway, we actually have a real on paper somewhere connection to Britain. So if Barbadians were like, oh, my God, royal baby, I would be like, all right, I'm judging y'all. I don't know why the accent was there. It's what I chose to go with. (laughs) Um, I would get it. But like. Americans is just confusing to me. But anyway, you know, the baby was born. I'm very excited about it. I'm lying about being very excited. I am happy that I don't have to hear about her being pregnant anymore. Um, You know, and I'm happy that she had a safe delivery and all that jazz. Um, I was kind of curious about what they were going to name the baby because I feel like they named the kids very, like, you know, traditional names like, you know, Charlotte, Grace, David, you know, Harry, very basic things. Um, And they named the child Archie, which I heard is short for Archibald. I was like... Who, who's Archibald? Don't know. I'm going to have to do my Googles and find out. But Archie threw me for a loop. I did not see that as one of the names. I definitely thought they were going to name that baby like one of the traditional names they named their kids. Like William, Edward, one yeah. of those things. I was expecting something really traditional and boring. So I guess go Megan and, and Harry for Archie. It's lit. Um, <laughs> uh, That's fine. I just, I'm, I'm happy for them and their new baby and all that jazz. Okay. Um, switching gears completely because there's no segue for this. So, um, I was watching TV the other day, and apparently, um, who's I don't know who still watches Power out here because I feel like a lot of people have fallen off. I'm still like a loyal watcher. I still I still keep up because everybody's like, who's still alive? Also that, also that. Um, yeah, who, like who's still on the show? Really? Right. I I don't. I think they changed writers last season because the storyline. I was just kind of like, okay, you guys are dragging it to the max. Like I can't. <sighs> the level of tired I was of them individuals. But anyway, so this season is going to be the last season of the show. Um, so I'm excited to see how they wrap the storylines up. Um, I keep hearing like there might be like some spinoffs of like. Why of like certain characters like before they got to be the character we saw on power i don't care enough so i don't know you know i don't know the reach of who listens to this uh but if somebody knows somebody that worked down at stars or on the power team tell them i don't care um <laughs> when y'all wrap this little season six up i ain't gonna be caring nothing about well how did ghost and tommy i don't care i don't care i should have addressed that in the beginning i don't care now i'm not watching the whole show about that <laughs> I'm just not. I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> but there'll probably be a story about Tommy, honestly. Probably. I mean that that is a mildly interesting one. But yeah, I, I, I don't. Feel if, I feel as if this, I don't think anybody else they would care about except for Tommy. Like I don't want to watch no How to Tasha. I don't care. <laughs> I think Tommy would be would be the only one they would, they could do a spinoff. And I mean, people, he actually is a good care. actor. So people would actually care about would be Tommy. Yeah, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like you still have to have Ghost in there somewhere for it to be. He he can be, like, on the side, but I'm saying if you're going to have a spinoff, the only other character that people would care about and actually watch your show would be Tommy. Right, because here's the thing. I, I, I am curious to know, like, how they got connected with um, 50s character in the first place, but I also don't want to watch 50 Cent Act, so... <laughs> God, it was such a relief when his character died. Like, for real, for real. Like, actually died. I was like, my God, because I couldn't take no more of this questionable acting at best. Couldn't take it. It was stressing me out. Um, but yeah, I it's supposed to be premiering in August, I believe. I'll be watching. I'll be there with bells on. 
um, ready and willing. But speaking of 50, 50 got to stop bullying people. Also, people got to stop borrowing money from 50 because 50 tells everybody when you borrow money from him. Like, you just, it's not a discreet borrowing situation. You are better off going to a financial institution because 50 Cent is going to tell all your business to everybody and have you out here embarrassed. Um, so, yeah, he got to stop being petty. He got he to gotta work out that petty spirit in he, the year of our Lord he, 2019. He will not. He will not. I want him to. Because he was over here, like, cussing out the one of the producers for power. Like, yeah, you owe me a million dollars. You need to run my money by Monday. I was just like, what is that? Why is this on the Internet? Why can I see this? For 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 a while, in my mind, 50 and Cam were kind of, like, on the same side of petty. Mm-hmm. But 50 has definitely moved up a lot, especially since Cam is cool. Jake, I thought he was going to be petty to, 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 to the death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I guess I guess it's less inclined to see like a Fifty Cent Mace record or a Fifty Cent Jaru record. That's probably like less likely to see. Yeah, <laughs> on stage at the same time. That's <sighs> yeah. Cause Jesus Because he he's been petty for a long time and still actively petty. Yeah, I'm like you get like when do you stop? Like how how does your soul not get tired from carrying that much petty? Like my God, I feel like it's just actively petty. Like just leave people alone. Like don't nobody even be asking you for all of this extra stuff. And here you come. At least Cam, like he's been out of the spotlight for a while. Yeah, fifty. So just, like, but fifty cents been actively petty. And it makes me wonder, you. like, why do you keep this mess up? Like, what 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 is going on with you? Like internally that you keep all this drama up with people like i don't i'm confused you need to stop it you need to stop it um yeah um speaking not of 50 but you know whatever we're moving on from that um <laughs> what segue are you gonna do with yeah this i was one? trying to make something happen and i realized it wasn't the segue i was trying to make happen it, was, it didn't make any sense no nope. so i was just gonna move on to the next thing because this is random after all everything don't have to have a segue um, so Sports Illustrated put out an issue. Tyra Banks at 45 is on the cover. And I'm like, you look good, Tyra. I don't like you, but you look good. I don't like her because of how she used to treat some of them girls on Top Model. She was so rude to some of them. And it was always the black one she was real rude to, too. But anyway, you ain't heard that from me. But uh, We definitely heard it from you. Whatever. The internet said it, too. Um, I'm just reporting on what I saw when I watched her show and gave her ratings. Uh-huh. Um well <laughs> so yeah but she looks great um you know i i loved it i was like come through tyra i'm not mad uh because i thought she was retired but i guess she came out of retirement to do this but she looked great i was proud of what she did um you know 45 is not old but like in model world that's old and the fact that she still looks so good and felt like confident enough to even go and um, do something like that. Like that was that was really nice to see because I feel like Sports Illustrated is like one of those weird publications that I don't pay a lot of attention to because I feel like they're the the women they feature on there are very unrealistic um, body type and goal for the average person. And I mean I don't know whatever their market is who they're trying to appeal to, but I just feel like you don't often see like an average built kind of woman on there like you always see like these real stick thin chicks and so to see tyra banks who's like a normally sized woman she's not to me plus size or anything like that she's just a normal size woman to see that was really great and like you know her makeup and her hair and everything is really nice so it was just it was nice to see um so the next thing i kind of want to move into um aisha aisha curry okay um so this week 
so you know I brought this up because we're talking about women and body image and stuff like that so this week um, or last week whatever Aisha Curry was on the Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith and she basically said something to the effect of a lot of people throw attention well women specifically um, throw themselves at and offer a lot of attention to her husband Steph Curry and she does not feel like she gets similar attention from men. And so it makes her wonder, like, is she still pretty? Is she still attractive? Whatever, whatever. Very one-off statement in a barrage of statements that she also made on there. She talked about a lot of things. That wasn't the only thing she talked about. That was literally like a 30-second snippet of conversation. But the internet went wild. Oh at my hearing gosh. that she said that. And people were well, Steph need to divorce her because she's ungrateful and she's so insecure. She's so this, she's so that. Like, people drag this lady to the death. Don't get me wrong now. Aisha Curry has said some things that have made me give her the side eye. Like, girl, yeah, didn't yeah. nobody ask you for this? Like, yeah. you didn't have to do this. But, like, the fact that she couldn't even say of uh say something that was true to how she felt and was a valid feeling without being dragged to the pits of hell and back for it was like ugh like I can't take y'all sometimes on the internet sometimes y'all do too much like I know I said before that I enjoy black twitter cuz sometimes they be dragging and the dragons be needed and effective but sometimes honestly it goes too far and and that's that's why I took twitter on my list for that reason because it because with the positive, you get a lot of the negative, too. Yeah, because I'm just like, so. first of all, she's been with Steph Curry for 15 years. Like, 15 years is a long time. For, like, literally half her life she's been with Steph Curry because she's only 30 years old. That's the only person, you know, that we know of, what, allegedly, that she's dated. She hasn't experienced that much in terms of dating. <coughs> <clears throat> they have three kids. She's a 30-year-old with a with three children and a husband. A husband who is gone a lot of the time. So she is home with a nanny or whoever, presumably, with those three kids. 30 is young, okay? 30 is very young. So having been in a relationship on and off, whatever the case may be, with the same person for half your life... Then you're having three kids and you're having to dealing with having to deal with balancing that along with being married to someone who is high profile. It's very easy to see how someone can get lost in all of that and feel like they're not seen. And regardless of what people will try to tell you about not caring about attention or validation from other people. Yes, everyone does. Yeah. In, in some way or another, you could love your spouse till the end of time. But there is just something that is just there's a special je ne sais quoi to the idea that somebody else outside of your spouse thinks you're attractive or wants to holler. That doesn't mean that you have any intention of reciprocating that energy or cheating on your spouse or any of those things. It's just the feeling of I still got it. And the fact that people couldn't see that point of view, even if they didn't agree with it, but couldn't see that point of view and proceeded to drag that woman and, and, and insinuate that her husband should break up with her because of that was just mind blowing. That's why black women don't never say nothing. So 
Um, I guess we'll I'll probably more breach this topic next week. Um, just a just a FYI, next week will be All Love No Fear Man Cave Edition. <laughs> yeah. So um, Kristen will, will be out of town, so it's gonna be me and two of my good friends. We're gonna be here talking, chopping it up. Chopping so, it up, chopping it up. So hopefully come next week and be a part of that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I what I will do is I'll, I'll hit on three points. Um, speaking to men, I believe that men number one, they they got upset about this. Because it attacks an insecurity that men have. All right? It's the fact that men feel as if they can do everything for their spouse and they still might have eyes for someone else. The problem is, is that we, we're seeing that from those eyes and that's why men are getting upset about it. But women, a lot of women feel that way all the time <laughs> about mm-hmm. it in terms of it. Um, we never think about it in terms of when we um, look, when um, when men look at other women, we never think about it in terms of how that um, affects women, like make, makes women feel mm-hmm. that they're not good enough at the same time. But it's it's attacking a insecurity that we don't deal with often. So that's why I, that's why I believe men are lashing out so much because they're attacking that insecurity, mm-hmm. and I think they're not recognizing it as an insecurity, and that's why it's so much lashing. And th- that's what I realized on a, just on a side note. There's always a bunch of male lashing <laughs> when certain things just like attack their insecurities. They tend to lash out <laughs> aggressively. Hit dogs be hollering. <laughs> so that's number one. Number two, how many times have people condemned a man with a great wife for looking at an attractive woman down the street? How many I'm times? Go with never. How many times have that happened? <laughs> I'm gonna go with never for two hundred, Alex. <laughs> Most times that has never happened. And and that that doesn't mean that the guy doesn't think anything low of their wife. It could be a great wife and everything. It's just, or even like a guy who's married, who's happy at home and just like, it's it, like, it's, it's just some, some, some people just have the, have different insecurities when it comes down to, um, am I good enough? Am I really attractive or is my spouse just saying that <laughs> right and everything so like you, you, it's just that validation and everything and that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the marriage that doesn't mean that like the person isn't enough it's just your own insecurity that you're being it's, it's just attacking and she said it's my insecurity she, right. said, she, she said, said that she said those words yeah and everything and also number third point is I'm not saying there's anything wrong with their marriage at all right but it is always interesting how we automatically assume that everything is awesome in their marriage because of what is shown on the media. We have no idea what's going on in their marriage. We don't know. All, all we know is what they show us. Mm-hmm. All we know is, like, stop getting completely behind someone because of their talent, their ability to provide, or the appearance of their faith. Just, like, don't just automatically assume that everything is awesome <laughs> on that end also so because yeah. y'all keep trying to hit her with that's a good man savannah that's a good man okay <laughs> he could be beating her from here to next week i hope he really isn't but no, we don't know i'm not saying that we th- don't know happening. what i'm saying is just stop getting so quickly behind somebody based off of their ability to provide without knowing about anything else right i don't <laughs> know that lady life i don't know what she going through 
I'm just saying, look, let her, let her, let her rock, let her rock. She ain't saying she was trying to, you know, do the most. She ain't saying she was definitely trying to see what was good in in Morris Chestnut's DM. She wasn't doing any of that. So just relax. But speaking of um, male insecurities, uh. so <laughs> I, I was on the Instagrams, and someone has posted something called War Paint. Warpaint is a company that has created makeup for men. And they had decided to call it Warpaint. And y'all need to get it together <laughs> with your insecurities that y'all have. Because you can't just wear, because you went to wear makeup and you feel like you can't without calling it Warpaint. They have concealer, they have all these things, and they have to make it man-like so people will wear it. Like this, y'all y'all just doing too much. If you want to wear makeup, then just wear makeup. You don't have like to call- calling it man doesn't not make you makeup. <laughs> like it's just like I I look at like the shelves on CVS and at, at like and at, at um at Stavish Shop and stuff like that and like the man stuff always have to be gray and black with chains and I gotta have skulls like like it's, it's too much. It's too much. Like I remember we used to laugh about um. You have the loofah and then you have the man loofah. It's called mm-hmm. a <laughs> man loofah, which, which is um they call it the tool. It can't call it, it can't be called a loofah. It, it's a loofah. It's like legit the same loofah that I'm buying. It's it's definitely just loofah. Same material, same everything. <laughs> they just threw a little like rubber or leather on it and was like man loofah. I'm it's, like it's a, okay guys, it's it's a loofah. I'm like y'all it's aren't cool. fooling me. Y'all y'all, y'all y'all have to simmer down. <laughs> Relax. Y'all, y'all have to stop. Um. Dragging it. It's, 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 Stop it, dragging it. You're just doing too much. Just relax. Just it's not that serious. I if if people don't respect you if you don't call it a man loofah, then something's wrong. You need to figure that out also. <laughs> but like honestly, <laughs> it's like just, it's just too much. Like I don't it's too much. I don't care about like Obviously, men wear makeup. This is not a secret. Like, we know, like, all the... Especially the fashion shows. And, fashion like, shows, on TV, on TV. TV. Like, all of them are wearing makeup. Like, none of them are wear, are out here, like, in... in bare-faced. No. Bare-faced. T'Challa and them in Black Panther, makeup. Yeah, most of them have to wear makeup. Like, because the lighting and, and sweating and blah, 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 blah. People's natural skin ain't set up like that. So, the idea of men wearing makeup is not a completely, like out there concept i mean it, it's happening it. yeah it happens all the time so there's no need to call it war paint girl is concealer concealers concealers concealer sis it's the <laughs> same it's the same process it's the same it's the same chemical makeup like it's doing the same job so i could in theory buy this war paint concealer whatever it is y'all calling it and use it because it's doing the same job as the stuff i'm buying in the next aisle over so let's let's just stop with this whoever is in the r&d doing the 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 uh what do you call it the focus groups to find out customer feelings like you gotta stop y'all <laughs> stop stop <clears throat> we're not going to no war you just you're just trying to smooth out some some bumps on your skin sis i don't have you don't have to call it war paint yeah. you, you they, can just they, they have bronzers 
And right. It, it's, it's bronzer. Grr. And I'm bronzer. just like, okay, nothing about bronzer sounds tough, sis. Bronzer. So, like, I just don't even. And th- I think that's my confusion with the whole brand is, like, some of it they, like, seem like they tried to make it seem more, quote, unquote, manly. And then other parts they just, like, kept the same thing. I'm like, well, be consistent in your in your approach here. Either you're going to be, like, just trying to manify everything or you're just going to call things what they are. Just figure something out because I, I, as a non Consumer that's just observing what you're doing. I don't understand what you're doing. I don't get it. I'm confused. Anti shine powder. <clears throat> I don't have time. That's, 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 it's called. It's called anti shine powder. Okay, it's the same thing. It's called over in where I buy it from. <laughs> but it's it's man. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> that is absolutely enough. Um, <laughs> The final thing I wanted to talk about was um, Nipsey Hussle. So we've talked about him a few times, like, on here and just, you know, with everything that's gone on. Um, real question, why are celebrities dying without wills? Y'all know y'all have money. Y'all know y'all have things. Why y'all don't have these things in order? Like, Aretha ain't have no will, allegedly. Prince ain't have no will, allegedly. I'm like, well, what all? Help. What's happening? Please get wills. Please, Jesus. Please, please get a will. Please. So apparently now the the new controversy or whatever, um, or potential controversy um, on the horizon with Nipsey Hussle following his untimely passing uh, about two months ago is um, the fact that he died with no will. And I mean, okay, he was our age, so I can see why someone our age doesn't think they're going to die soon and they think they have time, but also you have millions, sir. So, um, you know, you at that point, when you're making that type of money, you got to, I would hope that you would have. You got to protect your assets. Protect something, especially. You got to protect your assets. Yeah. So. Especially when you have kids. <clears throat> yeah. When you have, when you have children. So apparently um, he did not have a will, according to the news. Um, and so his brother, um, Sam, Samuel, um, has filed a petition to become the administrator of his will um, because no one was um, designated to do so prior to his um, death. And so basically because there's no one in charge of the estate, there are things that are coming up like potential new business opportunities and, and, and different things like that that have been coming to the table as a result of his passing, which kind of can't be acted on. Nothing can really be done until somebody is officially designated as in charge of yeah. the the will. And his brother was his business partner, so it seems like the logical choice if we're looking at it from a business move standpoint would for would be that it be his brother cuz that was the person who his money was likely enmeshed with because they were business partners. So, you know, hopefully this will resolve itself quickly. Um it hasn't been ruled on yet by a judge whether um the request from the brother is going to be allowed, but um it's just unfortunate. Like, I hope it resolves itself quickly, but it's just like these types of things always make me nervous because when families are fighting over money, it gets really ugly. Yeah. People people act wild. People say wild things. Like, hopefully none of that happens here because it's already enough that his death was so violent and, and sudden tragic, yeah. and untimely and all that. Like, let's not have it be a dragged out situation with the family fighting Work. back and forth about money. So hopefully that gets resolved quickly. But like, I just brought that up because I'm like, yeah, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, as 
not as people, because I'm not going to, by any means of the imagination, act like black people don't, people who don't have wills and things together, because that's a lie. Um, but, like, just generally. Just celebrities have a will. Yeah, come on. Or if, if honestly, if not you have celebrities. If, if you have money and you have a child, you should have a will. Yeah. I'll just say that. Unless, um, no, or not unless, even a child, just somebody that you know so is supported by you and needs to continue to be taken care of by, of by you yeah. in the event that you are not here to do it. Yeah, physically. That's why life insurance is important too, and make sure you have a um, beneficiary on that too. For real, for real, because that type of stuff can get ugly and messy really fast, and nobody has time. Nobody has time. Nobody has time. Word, word. And one final thing, I didn't write this down, but I was talking about this um, in the car on the way here. Um, So we talked about Beyonce and Homecoming before. Um, So I actually listened to the album and not the visual um, this week. The part where she sings Lift Every Voice and Sing, and then when that ends and you hear the strings of formation, ugh, my God, ugh. I got my life. I just I just wanted to share that with y'all. Like, <laughs> and like, I was like, this is so black. It's so black, and I live, I live. So, um, yeah, just want to tell y'all about that. If y'all haven't listened to Homecoming yet, um, the album, um, please do so. Um, it's pretty cool. Okay. Um, next, well, last thing on the docket, we have... The BLM T tips. T tips. T tips. T tips. T tips. This T tip is called Don't Undersell Your Art. We understand. As a passionate artist, your goal is to be heard. You want to make sure that your art is displayed, heard, or watched. But you also have bills. You want to be adequately compensated for your creativity. Remember, you create the value of your work. But how do you determine the price? One way is to make it an hourly charge. Determine how much you want to get paid a year, then divide till you get the hourly charge. Then you would count all of your hours, your time for research, buying materials, practice, rehearsal, designing, talking to customers, talking to venues, travel, etc., you add that to any out of out of pocket expenses like gas, tolls, materials, rehearsal space, band, partners, outfits, travel, hotel, emergency, and the sum can be your foundation for a cost. These are just some ideas to help you find out how do you charge for something. All right, you kind of create your price to make sure you're able to pay for what you need to pay for. Make sure you have your expenses, then you have your how much you're charging for your talent. Remember, they're not just paying for the time you are doing something. They're paying for all the schooling you did <laughs> and all the practice you've done and all the rehearsals you did to get to that point also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that is what they're paying for because they know the talent you have. They're paying for that quality of talent. But you need to determine what salary what salary you are worthy of. And that is your T-tip. Word to big bird. All right. Yeah, because, you know, when people ask me how much it costs for me to come and sing at something, when I give them the rate, I know people sometimes be like, what do you mean? It's just singing a song. 
yeah, okay, if you don't have an accompanist, I have to find the music from somewhere mm-hmm. and probably pay for it. Yep. I have to listen to that music and work with it and understand my intros, my exits, understand how that arrangement works, adjust the key. If the, if the arrangement I find is not in the key that the song is originally in, like... I have to rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and take time with it. Then when I get to the venue, I got to make sure that, or before I get to the venue, I got to make sure that I can hook my phone up or whatever device I have to put. It's a lot of work. So if I tell you it's going to cost you $100 for me to sing a song, yeah, that's, run my money. That's that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Because if you want an excellent product from me, I'm going to work to give you that. So run my money. Um, yeah. Because it's not just, oh, yeah. It's a song. There's work that goes into it. Like, there's vocal training that I've done. There there are all these things. Um, there's me transporting myself to and from there. There's a lot of things that factor into what I'm quoting. So I'm not just giving you a number for fun. Um, there, there are reasons for it. So, you know, yeah, I agree with what you said on the T-tips. Um, I wanted to say before we uh, go, um, just thank you to everyone who's listening and who is um, sharing feedback with us about what they like, what they enjoy. Um, We really appreciate it. Um, It makes us feel good that, you know, we're making a positive impact on people and it really makes us feel like it's worth it to do this each and every week. Okay. And um, today is, we record on Sunday, so this, today, today is a Mother's Day. Yeah. Um, I I don't usually do this, but I almost want to end off with the poem. Yeah. Um, end off with a poem for it. And so this poem is just called Concrete Angel. I've done this multiple times, but just for encouragement for women. So if you like it, awesome. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. It's a metapoetic moment. Thank you. Be ye not weary in your well-doing, for you shall reap if you faint not. Galatians 6.9 In New York, there is a woman. She moves only by the order screen from her own reflection. Skin thick from scabs grown from disappointment and heartbreak. I showed her two fingers. Not only in peace for protest, but to number the recipe for joy. One, know that your smile doesn't hold grenades ready to blow apart strength. Weakness isn't shown in the sun shining through clenched molars. And number two, write. And hopefully the more tears your pen holds, the less you would. And if words don't come through poetry, then write me. Let my ear be the pen your tears are dispatched to. I just want you to attach new, to a new vision. Where contacts adorned with gold sevens because your glass ceiling is the heavens. But please, don't get grandfather clocked into a routine away from a smiling heart. Your days should not be marked by swinging pendulums. Monotony has always been built with hairline fractures. Those steps are too unstable to walk in. So instead, I urge you, walk in the footsteps that molds were not built for. Ida B. Wells, Mary McClue Bethune, Sonia Sotomayor, Rosa Parks, Michelle Obama. See Galatians 6-9 when branded on the arch of your foot at birth. So don't fight that itch to keep running. Run. Let the width of your stride match your future. Run. 
Let your past tumor meet your present radiation. Run. Let your backside be the only thing your haters remember. Run. 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 And after that secondary breeze has left your lungs and praise has left your tongue, that's when it will be time to let God be the footprints in your sand. Go poet. Go poet. Go poet. Eh. Eh, go poet. That's fine. Eh, eh, go po- See, this is this is why I be trying to hype it. You be like <laughs> just dragging, like ugh, my right. god. But um, thank you so much, everybody. Have a awesome week. Yes. We'll see you next Tuesday on the podcast. It was going to be Man Cave Edition. <laughs> That's fine. Mark is really really excited about Man Cave Edition. Man Cave Edition. Let's Don't go. Don't be up here acting up and like just oh god. I know y'all going to act right. I'm confident. I'm confident. All right. So see y'all next week. See y'all next week. Remember to check us out on the social medias. Uh, All Love No Fear podcast, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, and we also have an email, alllovenofearpcast at gmail.com. And we also have our website where you can listen to the podcast um, and catch up on all the episodes because we now have episodes to catch up on. It's so exciting. Yes. Um, the podcast <laughs> website is alllovenofearpcast.com. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, all the places where podcasts be at. Find us there. Um, we would love to receive your feedback. Uh, so just, you know, hit us up. Reach out to us. We're open. Respectful feedback, though, because, like, I don't I don't really do all that. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> I'm just being honest. I don't want people to think that they can get on and black Twitter me. And then, nah, I don't want all that. So, yeah, just keep it cute, keep it professional, keep it classy. Um, We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be with you again very, very soon. Enjoy your weeks. Happy listening. We will catch you later. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Deuces.